Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Hi, this is Vince Martinelli of Right Hand Robotics. You're listening to the new Warehouse Podcast. And my safety tip today is pallets. They're very tempting when you see a pallet on the floor to, to stand on it for whatever reason, maybe to reach up on a shelf or something. But they're not intended for that. And if they break or you stumble or something, you can very quickly twist an ankle or, or hurt it if you happen to break through a damaged pallet and, you, and, the, and it breaks while you're standing on it. So safety tip is never stand on a pallet. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am joined by Vince Martinelli, who is the head of product and marketing at Right Hand Robotics. Vince has been on the show a few times, most recently back in December, where we were kind of talking about the uh, current state of the industry and automation and kind of some of his his predictions for uh, 2021 as well. So we're going to be talking about Right Hand Robotics' new product offering, which is Right Pick 3, which they just announced. We're recording now during uh, Promat DX. So they just announced for the show. So he's going to give us a little bit of information about that and, and what the how that works and everything about that. So Vince, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Uh, it's great to be here. Great to be chatting with you. Was it a year ago? We were at Modex uh, in person still <laughs> talking to one another, I guess. It seems like uh, five years ago, but here we are. <laughs> it does seem like five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, that was just, just a little over a year ago, and it, it was like the last 
last real in-person thing honestly before everything shut down so it's it's definitely uh, a bit strange this year right kevin at uh, pro matt zx this week we we launched right pick three it's our third generation of our autonomous robotic picking platform and um, again it's only about four years ago that right hand robotics uh first came out with this type of product the right pick system well one of the first if not maybe the first uh, company to be sort of specializing and focusing on commercializing this for warehouses and e-commerce uh, fulfillment centers and so on. And in 2019, we, we announced the second generation, right? Pick two. Mm-hmm. And then because in addition to being the product guy and the marketing guy, we, we, we stayed up really late one night. So what, what are we going to call the third <laughs> generation? <laughs> and we said, Hey, right. Pick through three. There you go. So, you know, those guys with the iPhones, they, they just always have a number at the end. They're pretty good at this stuff. So we'll, we'll, why reinvent the wheel, right? So anyways, right pick three is really culmination of, you know, the last uh, four or five years of uh, mm-hmm. project experience, customer experience, also piggybacking on, you know, new technology as it becomes available and so on. I think the two uh, key things we've really tried to uh, work on here is making it simpler for integrators, you know, to, to adopt it into their ecosystem, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then for customers, now that we, you know, it's very different when you have one robot and working in some kind of pilot mode or test facility right. versus having a fleet that's being run by a production team, you know, not the advanced engineering guys from the customer, but now the day-to-day operation. Mm-hmm. You know, you need some fleet management tools, dashboards, analytics, these types of things as well. And anyway, so, you know, right pick three, going back about 18 months ago or so, we started to think about the next uh, version and we looked at the state of the various components and, uh, and technologies and a couple of things we did. One is we made the system more modular and you won't see this so much. If you just watch the robot picking, it looks a lot the same. It's really some of the under the hood features about what we do in the computing platform, how we manage, you know, power and network and the safety, safety systems is another thing. I think we've got more, experience now we've spent you know additional time making sure that as it relates to various uh, compliance standards and and uh, and how we work with partners who may you know where they draw the boundaries between who's responsible for what aspect of safety and so on is really important to have clarity around that so we spent a lot of time on that so now there's uh several modules that make up right pick three i I won't name them all but one that uh, we put into some of our launch materials is we talk about the right pick uh, processor, which is really the core where, where the higher end, you know, software algorithms, all the AI runs, we're running on some newer generation GPUs. We talk about it being in a dual parallel sort of architecture. Yeah. So basically it's like having two minds, you know, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the robot can be planning one thing and thinking about and assessing something else, you know, in, in, in short. And these new cards, you know, the, the GPUs evolve pretty quickly. We, when we look at benchmark testing of the just the raw computing power of the GPUs in particular, it's about 6x of what we had in just the last generation, right? 6x faster. doesn't mean every cycle is 6x faster, but in some cases it means we can do more processing within the cycle. And again, one example of that in the uh, Paltech case study that we shared previously, our project in Japan. Okay. We're imaging to decide what to pick. But once we pick it, we're imaging to understand how we're holding it, what the size of the object is, 
and we're imaging to look at where we're going to place it and make decisions about how to place it. So we're uh, careful and precise about that. And again, all of these uh, imaging, image processing, and planning steps, you know, they can take a lot of compute power. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a, a, a lot of it in real time. So our edge compute platform got an upgrade, safety and controls, dashboards. And then actually another thing we talk about a little bit is item management. And customers are used to things like slotting plan. You know, how am I going to slot my inventory, my fast movers, slow movers, and, right. and, and things like that. And, you know, how much cubic volume do they take? Do I store them in my ASRS totes with subdividers? Or mm-hmm. you know, how do I consolidate inventory? All these kind of things. They haven't really had to think about um, inventory management as it relates to robotic picking. Right. Now, gen- generally speaking, we try to make the robot pick as many things as it possibly can. But you may want to store things in your uh, auto store ASRS or whichever type you have. But you may want to store things in it that aren't as good for robots to pick, you know, or mm-hmm. don't pick at all, you know. And so you need to have ways to identify that in the either WMS or WCS so that you route pickable things to the robot and, and you may have other stations where you have uh, associates working. Mm-hmm. But then the robot, of course, is capturing information and learning how well did it pick skew number uh, one, two, three, four, five uh, versus six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah. And and if one of them is causing it a headache and, and it picked it 10 times this week, but every time it took 30 seconds instead of three seconds, well, if we can give you a report and you're the operations person, you can look and say, well, hey, what's, what is it with that skew? Oh, I see. We're jamming it into the bin in such a way that the robot can't reliably grab it. Maybe we mm. change our put-away step or something, right? Or maybe it's just a, you know, a particular type of item that is going to always cause the robot hard time. Yeah. Let's route it differently and, and make a different decision. So anyways, the fact that we can start tracking, providing that insight to customers uh, to make it easier. And again, I, I, I suspect, that, well, these are all new things that customers haven't had to think about uh, previously. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think that's pretty interesting. And, you know, it is, it's different for the customer. And, you know, I've been very much involved in uh, a lot of different slotting projects throughout my career. And, you know, certainly, you know, that adds a whole nother, whole nother layer to it. So the ability to be able to kind of see that and, you know, yeah. know, you know, what the reason may be and, you know, what the, the different positioning should be. Even to think about, like you mentioned, the, the put away process and how the, how the item is actually positioned in, in the location, the bin or whatever the case may be that it's, it's picking from is, is like a whole, whole another layer. But I think that the fact that you guys are being conscious of that and, and attacking that and, and letting it be easier for the customer to, to digest is certainly, certainly a powerful tool um, for the customer yeah. to use as well. Yeah. Yeah. So are you well, seeing I, that? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, are you seeing that? Cause I know when we talked in December, right, we were talking about, you know, the interest in automation is, is even more kind of rapidly increasing as well. So are, are you seeing that yeah. through the beginning of this year, like there is a lot more, more adoption of, of your robots? Yes. Let's see. Actually, we, we've, you know, signed a few projects. We, we haven't publicly announced the details, but so that's good news. We did a virtual show in Europe a few weeks back that, that was pretty successful. And even, even ProMat this week, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's a totally different experience, of course, yeah. doing the virtual shows. And, and so we'll see. It's probably too early this week. I mean, 
if, if I compare the foot traffic we used to get at the show, obviously that was a higher total number of people who came by the booth. But oh, yeah. we are seeing pretty good. Actually, our, our numbers aren't bad at this point in the week. And, mm-hmm. and we're also seeing pretty good quality of the kinds of folks who are at least taking time to peek in the booth. You know, again, it's harder to get the conversations going right. that you normally would. So we'll see how it, how it pans out over the next couple of weeks as we, you know, continue to engage and talk to people we meet this week. But I do see when I look at their uh, list of interests, because uh, mm-hmm. I think in some of the profiles it says, you know, what things are they interested in. Right. And we also talk to industry analysts and other people as well. And and I think robots of all types, AMR, of course, but also the picking robots and, and like ours, also palletizing, depalletizing. You know, there's just mm-hmm. so much news coming out and buzz that everyone's mind. So I think it's, you know, the kinds of investments that have been in the news recently and, uh, and all this kind of stuff, it's, it's a pretty hot time. So we're, we're seeing some of that. Again, there's the hype <laughs> and then there's the reality, right? So we're very cognizant of that. So again, part of my job when I'm not marketing on the, on the product side, product management and really getting into the uh, feature definitions and working with our engineering teams and so on. Yeah. Trying to make sure we're building the right things. You know, that's when you, you really got to, so much of Right Pick 3 is driven by pushing from, you know, 99% reliability through 995 towards 99.9 mm-hmm. and so on, right? Because the, again, if you go up to any operator at the warehouse and say, what do you care about most in your new operation? Yeah. Uh, sorry, new automation. First word out of their mouth is reliability, right? right. I want to know it works all the time. And if it's, Fast and it doesn't work all the time. It's no good, right? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, got to make it more and more robust, reliable, and uh, easy for people to run every day. So, uh, if you look at the adoption curve for the piece picking robots, like mm-hmm. like right pick three, it's moving pretty fast. That people are using them enough, and again, not just ours. Of course, there's other guys out there, right? To be fair, but um, they're using them enough to where. You know, that matters. The reliability matters, right? You're way past the demo stage or the, or the science project phase on, on this right. stuff. So that's, you know, that's been true for a year or two now, at least, maybe, as, as, as we've passed millions of picks and so on in multiple sites. But anyways, I think Right Pick 3 is the next, for us anyways, and I think for some of our partners, is, yeah. is something that can move pretty quickly from, from here on forward. I think we're pretty excited about it. And now a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Supply Chain Mavens. The past year has been full of fascinating and complex supply chain news. From shortages and forecasting challenges, to issues with COVID-19 test components, to the never-before-seen speed-to-market of the vaccine. In the past year, logistics and supply chain professionals like you have been nothing short of miracle workers. Supply Chain Mavens helps your team to continuously improve by developing tailored training solutions to enhance your team's competencies so they can successfully work across all aspects of supply chain. They offer exam preparation for the coveted APEX certified in logistics, transportation, and distribution designation, as well as education and topics across the supply chain. Visit them at supplychainmavens.net slash newwarehouse to learn how they can help you advance your team's performance. That's supplychainmavens.net slash newwarehouse. Now back to the show. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's interesting at the next iteration for you guys. And, you know, I'm curious how much of the right pick three, I mean, like you mentioned in the beginning, you know, 
they've been around since 2017 and you know this is the the third version right the number three so you know how much of this update or upgrade was i guess kind of stemmed and, and pushed for from from a customer perspective well you know we're constantly engaging with directly with customers on our projects as well as through our integrator partners and, and network, if you will. So mm-hmm. I don't know, we, we tend to sift, you know, through all of that and and build our sort of roadmap and requirements definitions based on that. So actually, and, and it's interesting because there's often no one customer who asks for like all the things at once, right? There's <laughs> often one, one issue. Yeah. You know, this customer says, oh man, if you could make this better, I'd be happy. And another customer says, maybe doesn't care about that. There's some other yeah, yeah. aspect of the system. So, you know, part of the uh, fun of this game is looking across all of that and kind of rolling it up and then going back and forth with it, with our, you know, with our CTO and our engineering team and the, and the vision scientists and AI guys and saying, how would we build this if we had right. to deliver this functionality or that? And, you know, if it's impossible, you got to try to find another way to do it. But, uh, often you let those guys get creative and they come back with a couple of ways and then they make the argument that, you know what, if we went and executed and built it this way, mm-hmm. here's some advantages, here's how that becomes good across all the customers and useful. So it's part art and part science, right? And that's right. So, yeah, there's probably not one customer specifically that Right Pick 3 is designed for, mm-hmm. but among the set that we've worked with and understand which is a pretty good sized group now it, it's it's you know it'll be noticeably better on many many fronts and uh, you know we've we've also for a couple of years talked about support for a variety of robot arms that's part of right pick three we haven't made any uh you know new product claims there really but we're partly for reach considerations there's times where you need to extend the robot out toward uh, maybe a two meter reach or so and that forces you to look at different options to cover either some bigger totes or a few more totes around the robot, things like that. So these all have been factored in, although we haven't made uh, specific announcements around that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I was curious about that because you know there's kind of the, I mean, especially in the the space that you guys are in because it's like a very innovative space and still progressing. And you know, as you mentioned, you know, customers need to are not necessarily used to to working with the robots and i'm sure many times it's, it might be the first first exposure they have to that type of automation mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of an interesting balance of you know how much do you listen to the customer and what they want and how much is you know you have to kind of think of what the customer will want right because yeah. they're not so so familiar with the technology <clears throat> yet so it's, it's an interesting balance yeah i think the part that Certainly the folks who run warehouses know really well mm. how people interact with automation. Right. In fact, I, you know, we have a console, so there's uh, sort of a kiosk stand that's near the robot now with, with the uh, console. It's a sort of the HMI interface. Again, mm. shame on me for not mentioning this sooner. But, you know, let's suppose for whatever reason you need to change the gripper out or swap the suction cup on the gripper or something. And so someone needs to go over to the cell access it safely, then come back out and restart it. So if you go back four years ago, that would have required, you know, a laptop and a, and a keyboard and one of our engineers to do that, probably, right? <laughs> and then, and then, you know, right pick, uh, certainly somewhere between right pick one and two, mm-hmm. we get it to the point where there's a, a button box controller or a, kind of a rudimentary GUI, if you will, but still not 
something that like what we have today, which makes it more like you're going to the ATM. If you stand in front of the HMI screen, you know, it's going to flash that it's going to ask you what, what transaction do you want to do today? Oh, I'm here to do a maintenance task. Okay. You push the button for maintenance. The menu comes up, you say, you know, grip or swap. And um, then you go about your business, but it interacts with and understands the light curtain safety aspects, you know, and, and make sure that our safety controllers properly shut the robot down so it's you can access it. That gives you some ability to move the arm as you need to position it to do the job. Then when you exit, again, very simple steps to follow to restart everything safely as you exit, right? So, and again, if you have day in and day out, you know, multiple shifts and different folks coming and going who may be responsible for running or managing the robot fleet, yeah. this kind of ease of use and uh, is really important. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that makes it so much more approachable. I guess from a, from an yeah. operator perspective, right? It's not so not so scary if it's that easy to use, and it doesn't seem that that complicated. And and like you said, you know, the number one thing operators want is they, is they want the reliability. So the fact that they can easily go in and do what they need to do on that little kiosk that you were mentioning, I think is I think is definitely a step in the right direction, and and one that will certainly be helpful in getting that that adoption rate up as well so yeah. is there anything else that we should know about about the right pick three or, or what's coming up for right hand robotics let's see well we always have a few things still coming but uh, <laughs> um <laughs> no for, for now again there's a nice we, we published um a video this week on youtube that highlights some of the features and and that is hopefully entertaining and not as well as uh, informative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've, we're ready to engage with folks and talk about it more. And I think we'll find it as a, uh, you know, those people who are interested in, in, and need this sort of help in their warehouses or, or, again, as an integrator, if they want to make this part of their suite of MAG systems that they offer to people, mm-hmm. we've tried to make that as, as simple as possible to move forward. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. Look forward to talking to more people. Definitely, and uh, hopefully, we can't wait to see it in in person soon. Hopefully, right? We get yeah. back to that normal, yeah. right? Right. So, Vince, I want to thank you for coming on and, and talking to us about uh, Right Pick Three. Always a pleasure to have you on. So, how can people find out more information about Right Hand Robotics? Yeah, they can go to our website at uh, righthandrobotics.com. Probably the best place to start. And uh, we freshened that up earlier this year, so it's got uh, more info and. Uh, yeah, that's the best place to uh, check us out. All right, great. And we'll put that information on the newwarehouse.com as well. So, Vince, thank you again uh, for your time. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.